0: Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time of day you're watching this. Thank you for doing so. I'm Nelson, the founder of 360 Degree Ministries, where the love of Christ must come full circle. And before I even get into the lesson, better equipment, finally. Um. So give me some feedback on how the audio sounds and let me know if there's a significant difference. Those of you who may have significantly more experience at audio engineering than myself, tell me how i can make some improvements that said let's get into today's uh, topic so the last couple of weeks we've been discussing things that we feel like god if we feel like god may value but we have the inappropriate idea on them uh... this week uh... is going to be the second of two parts about how god interprets what i really interpret, but how god sees sin and how god engages with us as we sin because we have some misconceptions about this Last week, we discussed the idea of God being petty, if you will. We discussed the idea of Him holding grudges because we sin. And we debunked that because why would God be like a man and hold a grudge? That's not how the God thing works. So. This week, you know, while I wanted to discuss a process of redemption f- uh, from sin and the idea that God is slow to wrath and will lift his wrath, this week we're going to dis- discuss just how real God's wrath is. So, I know I bombarded you guys with scripture last time, so what I'm going to do for you guys this time is as kind of like a, a bonus, like a thank you for kind of, you know, hanging in there with me with this. Um, I'm not going to keep it, I'm not going to talk too, too long about the, uh, about the subject. There's some other things I want to talk about toward the the end of this session. So we definitely gonna, we're definitely going to go over um, the idea that God's got a welcome mat. But I also want to go over the concept of I want to also just go over a couple uh, housekeeping things. So So let's talk about this. So in the, 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 the Christian practice, the idea is love the sinner, hate the sin. That's the general idea. Love the sinner, hate the sin. But what do you do when the sinner loves the sin? and not God. That's kind of a scary, it's not really a scary concept per se, because it's kind of laid out pretty clearly in the Bible. It was all kind of places I could have gone for this, but I didn't want to take up too, too much time just bombarding you guys with scripture. So I'm going to talk about a couple of concepts, and I'm going to talk about, I'm going to go through the scripture, and then we'll do the housekeeping thing. So the main thing I wanted to discuss today is the idea that, God's wrath is real, and by God's wrath, I mean more God's punishment. God, while he is slow to anger, he does get angry, and not everybody gets redeemed. So, we need to think about that concept. Not everybody gets redeemed. Everybody has the opportunity to be redeemed, but not everybody actually gets redeemed. about if you don't get disciplined you belong to God and if you don't feel like you need discipline you don't belong to God well we're definitely going to explore that second one today where people became so proud in their humanism that they just didn't feel like they needed God in their stuff so what we're going to do is go we're going to go straight into the scripture And the main scripture I want to talk about today is to start it out. There's, there's There's two in the New Testament, two in the Old Testament. So the one I want to talk about in the New Testament is Hebrews chapter 10. And in Hebrews chapter 10, I want to go to verse 22. And that scripture is as follows. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful. And let us continue not to stir up one another to love. Let us continue how to stir up one another in good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another as you may, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. For if we... Go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of truth. It no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Yeah. So I need to reconcile this because this verse, if you take this verse on an island, there's, there, there's everybody, everybody reading is struggling with some sin. What this speaks to, and I'm sure some some theologians, some some armchair theologians, and some legitimate theologians may come at me for this, but this speaks to the 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 willing rejection that God's standard says don't do this. It comes from me. Say it again. The persistent rejection, I think that's a better way to put it, the persistent rejection of the standard that God says, don't do this. What is this? Don't matter. <laughs> Trust me, it don't matter. God does see certain sins differently than others, but the ultimate penalty for the sin for the person, if you will, not the repercussion, if you will, because that's how sins are different. They have different Repercussions if you will there's, there's different fruit There's different rotten fruit I'm Coming to that by the way um, That can come from Irresponsible spiritual practice I know I'm throwing a whole bunch of Multi-syllable words out there And I could probably phrase it a little bit better But when we don't Hold God's standard true like Like repent, 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 repent God recognizes that there, there will be some sins that we struggle with. But if we persist and we crucify our flesh and we continue to come to him, be like, you know what, God, this ain't beat me up. This ain't beat me up. I, I said I said I wasn't going to do it no more at 8 o'clock. And then by 8: 8.30, here I was. You will eventually see a growth that you'll go from doing it again at 8.30 to 9 to noon to 5 p.m. And then eventually you get the consistent empowerment necessary to stop doing the thing. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about what happens when you willingly persist. In the proudness of, I don't need discipline. I watch this here. We're going to shift over. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 6. I know a whole bunch of y'all probably know where I'm going now. We're go to uh, verse 7. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. And that scripture is as follows. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to the, his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in do, of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So, what I want to focus on here, believe it or not, is not necessarily the do not be deceived, God is not mocked, you know, whatever ones are sowing and reaping. All that's real, and and, and that's all important. God's not dead and he ain't stupid. I want to focus on the if we do not give up part. Now, when we talk about do not grow weary of doing good, why would you grow weary of doing good? The reason is, is that the temptation to do bad is always there. When you when we do good and we don't get the outcome that we want, or we or the outcome that we want is delayed, we want to go back to the old way because that's what we knew. And that's not necessarily saved versus unsaved. I mean, we're talking primarily in saved versus unsaved today, but it's not that that's one level of spiritual growth versus another. Where if where you, I, I, I probably should do a whole unit just on spiritual growth matter of fact let me just make that one the next unit just spiritual growth so if you early in your walk and you got to get to the next level well God got to prune you we, we we've, we've talked about this whole pruning concept pruning hurts so most of the time when you're used to doing good for maybe a week and you get something or you you, you do good for a month and you get something like God shows you that he there as we grow spiritually, God makes us wait more, so He because he, He's trying to get us deeper into Him. He's trying to get us even deeper into Him, and that stuff ain't fun. It's just, golly, it ain't fun. And I ain't trying to say I'm this super duper. I've gotten X amount of time along or whatever kind of person or whatever. I'm not even trying to build myself as that. And whatever whatever goodness y'all in me ain't nothing but Him. Because trust me i never get, and I'm going on a little bit of tangent real quick. I know I'm going on a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of tangent. But somebody asked me at one point, who is Nelson apart from God? And I told that, I told that friend of mine, Nelson apart from God ain't nobody you want to deal with. Let's not even do that. Anyway, I don't want to go to the Old Testament. I want because typological examples, typological examples. I want to give just one typological example, and that's uh, Old King... Belshazzar, the son of Nebuchadnezzar, and we all know Nebuchadnezzar's story because he was a big top-tier king, and God said, nah, bro, you too proud, and he was a wild man in the wilderness, so we're going to make reference to that in the book of Daniel, and in the book of Daniel, we're going to go to uh, Daniel chapter 5, and we're going to go to verse 13, and this this is the only real long passage, the only real long passage, I promise, this time. Starting at verse 13. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king, Judah, whom the king, my father, brought from Judah. I have heard that you have the spirit of the God, that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought to, before me to read this writing, And make known to me its interpretation, but they could not show me the interpretation of the matter. But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Now you can read me the writing and make known to me its interpretation. You shall be clothed in purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let your kiss be for yourselves and let your reward, give your rewards to another. Nevertheless, I will read the writing, uh, read the writing to the king and make him known the interpretation." O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar, your father, kingship and greatness and glory and majesty. And because of the greatness that he gave him, all peoples, nations, languages trembled before him and and feared before him. Whom he he would, he killed. And whom he would, he kept alive. Whom he would, he raised up. And whom he would, he humbled. But his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened that he dealt proudly. He was brought down from his kingly throne and his glory was taken from him. He was driven from among the children of mankind, and his mind was made like that of a beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys, and he was fed grass like an ox, and his body was wet with dew of heaven until he knew that the Most High God rules the kingdom of mankind and sets over whom he will. And you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this, but you have lifted yourself against the Lord of heaven. And the vessels of his house have been brought in before you, and you and your lord, your wives, your, your co- and your concubines have drunk wine from them. You have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not hear, see, or know. But the God in whose hand is your breath, and whose all all your ways, you have not honored. Then from his presence his hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed. And this is the writing that was inscribed: Mene Tenan Canel, and Parsim. This is the interpretation of the matter: Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. To kill you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to Medes and, and given to the Medes and the Persians. 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 Then Belshazzar gave the command, and Daniel was clothed in purple. A chain of gold was put around his neck, and a proclamation was made about him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was killed, and Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about sixty-two years old. <laughs> he heard all that and didn't repent. Where they do that at? Look, I had another scripture for you, but let's just talk about this one. So, you know, the background was that they was having this big turn-up party, and and there was some, there was some wares there, some you know, um, like kind of forks and and whatnot that were consecrated. And it's like, nah, we we, we said we, we we gonna use the good china, and like, don't use that stuff, don't use it. It's it's not for this. And it's like, man, it'd be all right. It wasn't all right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of promise that that, that 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 I'm talking about when we willingly obey warnings and don't repent. Like man, that 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 makes sense. The Lord, I repent. I'm 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 throwing off as all I do. Give me a spirit that, that that don't do stuff like that anymore. We don't talk like that. We don't talk like that when we are when we have been presented with the truth, because there's the truth, and he reacted with the truth. And remember, Daniel gave him the warning, Bruh, That's not a. That, <laughs> I don't want that championship belt. You need to be focused on this truth here. What focused on the truth. This day of the next day. And we don't know when we don't know when our time gonna be. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. But I guarantee you, if we go or Jesus come, that's a wrap. <laughs> ain't no more repenting after that point or whatever. And I ain't trying to be ooga booga, you know, gloom and doom or whatever, but we gotta get right. I gotta get right. I gotta get right. I gotta get right. Hmm. So, I had a, um, another topic scheduled for next week, but since we're already debunking things, and not the Friday that you, that this was posted, but the following Friday will be the last Friday before Christmas, we gonna talk about Christmas. ooh we Probably gonna step on a whole bunch of toes with that one. Don't care. So, I've already gone over time. Uh but look I wanted to, you know, kind of level with you guys because um, what 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 you guys need to know about me is, is that I enjoy just sharing this truth with you. I, I enjoy sharing the things that God gives me to you. But God gives some things to me for me. Like this is public devotion. I got a private one that's that's focused just on the on the on the notes things, and most of y'all are not gonna get to know about that. But this is what I want to say, and I've said it in my uh, passages before. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I've never been to seminary, and I don't necessarily think that disqualif- disqual disqualifies me from doing what I'm doing now. I don't think that disqualifies me whatsoever. Um, I feel like I have reached some people with this Or more appropriately God has used me to reach some people with this And if God can get me three or four people That don't sound right If I can be a vessel to bring three or four people to God Out of the 400, 500 people that might have access to this a week Then that's what I'm going to do So Why am I saying all this? Because this past Tuesday, 360 Degree Ministries turned eight years old. Eight years old. And when I started this, I had no idea that I would be sitting in front of a computer with my face visible to the public with no haircut, a super fancy mic, and talking about the word. I had no idea. Those of you who have been around since the beginning Know that 360 started out with me Talking about a couple little paragraphs And I got a long way to go on my growth I ain't going to sit here and pretend like it it, it is I would I, I, the, the intent of this stuff is For people to go get God for themselves Don't follow me Follow God Now if I'm doing the God thing You might want to listen to me a little bit Now if I get a little thrown off I go off to the side You should have enough God in you To be like Nelson don't do that and you know what? I should have enough God in me to be like, you know what? You're on to something. Let me go repent. Let me go on the duck off. So I say this more so than most weeks. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this, to reach out to you, to talk to you. It, it's been an honor and a privilege these last eight years doing 300, 360, the weekend encouragements, the Friday features, the the. The hump day archives, the Tuesday tidbits, all those different things. It's been an honor and a privilege serving you, both with this public forum and those of you I've served in private. Um because I mean that I mean that close that closer every time. I mean that. So we're gonna do the closing again. Because that's what I mean, and this is why I do it. Because I love each and every one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I want God to bless you. I want you to take care of yourselves. I want you to take care of one another. And I also want you to have a great weekend, folks.